Ceiling Breakers is where we showcase everyday women doing extraordinary things. It's where we pull out the unspoken stories that validate our experiences and unify us as women. Join us as we defy the narrative and highlight Wichita women as non-conforming, patriarchy-shattering, ceiling-breaking leaders who empower us to own our own stories and live our dreams. All right, and we're back for another episode of Ceiling Breakers with Audra and Stacy, and we're so excited for today's guest. We have Jennifer Strong McConaughey. She's a lifelong outdoor adventure athlete. That's just to say the least. She's traveled the globe, raced an ultra marathon on five of the seven continents. Uh, for more than 30 years, she's competed in running, swimming, triathloning, and adventure racing as part of her global endurance sporting lifestyle. When she's not running across the Grand Canyon and back again, uh, she writes commercially as a marketer, uh, marketing, advertising, and public relations executive in her hometown here of Wichita, Kansas, and personally about her travels, lifestyle, love for the outdoors, Siberian Husky, and how to be an endurance athlete as a new mom of two. Welcome, Jennifer. We're so excited to have you. Thank you, Stacy and Audra. Great to be here. Yeah, and I have to say, Jennifer and I have known each other for years. We go all the way back to North High School. Which, there's a lot of North High alums doing some cool things right now, so. There really is. It's really fun to see. Yeah, it is. And we started a book club together in our 20s-ish. So, yeah, we we go way back. I was thinking about that. I was like, was that, like, almost 10 years ago that we had the book club? Is that possible? (laughs) I know, I know. And now we're going to have to start another book club and have you come in as the local author. I'm so excited to talk to you today about your life as an adventurer and um, a mom and a working professional and your new book. So to jump in, <laughs> you work full time, you have two kids, yes. yes. you make time for adventure sports, and you wrote a book in the middle of the pandemic. How do you get your motivation? <laughs> is it co- What kind of coffee do you drink? Like how strong is your coffee? <laughs> Just tell us. Well, the coffee depends on the day and the temperature and like the vibe, right? So you got to match your coffee to the day. Does yeah. anyone else do that? Like, oh, yeah. I feel like a white mocha or like a green tea frappuccino. So cl- clearly lots of sugar, right? Yeah. In the coffee. <laughs> awesome. um, so, well, I, I was kind of thinking about that question and, and it really, it, it was, you know how we talk about timing in life. And so I, I'm, I'm not literally doing everything at every second. Um, so I, I wrote the book right after I had my first child, my daughter, um, because I was exploring kind of that, okay, I'm a mom and I'm working and I've always been an adventure athlete. And, and am I still going to be able to do that? Is that still something I want and it, to have a part of my life? And absolutely, I did want to have that. And so uh, I actually needed it even more after uh, becoming a mom and, and needing to carve out that time to still be me and who I, uh, following the interest in and the hobbies that I'd always had. And so I started writing the book as a way to kind of process that. Um, and so I, I, I just had my daughter and I was working and I was working on that. And then in the midst of everything, I had actually gotten uh, pretty close to the book deal and then the pandemic happened and everything was on hold. And I was actually pregnant with my son at that time. And so I, I luckily didn't have to sort of like figure out how to work from home and be a mom and be pregnant and, and write the book at the same time. Like things were kind of, in a natural flow. And so I really, um, you know, the pandemic made made us all uh, 
challenged and had to overcome all kinds of things. But I was lucky because I got to really focus on just um, being pregnant, spending time with my daughter, figuring out how to be a part-time stay-at-home working mom hybrid kind of thing. Um, And then right when I was going back to work um, from my maternity leave with my son is when when I did officially kind of sign the contract, book deal got going. And so it all kind of just flowed naturally. And so I wasn't like literally doing every single thing at, at every single moment. Um, and I think that that's, that's kind of helpful is, is how, how do you balance being a, a working parent and being a parent and then still having your, your dreams and your hobbies and your ambitions too. And, and I've, I've just come off back to school. I listened to your guys's back to school episodes and man, that was a, that was a rush. And I feel like I'm finally settling into this new routine. Um, and it's helpful to know that, okay, it's not always going to be like that. It's not always going to be complete and utter chaos. Um, and certain areas had to scale back because that was the focus. So you know, kind of, you know, the ebb and flow of the seasons and, and then the certain focuses of life. And, and right now the book is coming out. Um, Go Far, How Endurance Sports Help You Win at Life is, is the name of the book. And it is coming out in September. So we're really now gearing up uh, to, to go really, uh, really crazy with the marketing for that this phase. That's so exciting. I love how you talk about the timing just worked out perfectly. I mean, I don't think it always worked out, works out like that for us, but it just really sounds like there was just a natural rhythm to what you were doing. And you just, and it's easy to look back and say that at the time. <laughs> yeah, like, what am I doing with my life? I'm pregnant during a pandemic and I've got a little one at home and I'm trying to work. And, you know, is my husband going to be able to go to the hospital with, you know, that was the kind of thing that we all kind of experienced. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but looking back, man, everything worked out great. <laughs> did, I mean, did it feel like in the moment, I mean, just craziness or... I mean, what did I it think feel like we when you all were experiencing that? Yeah. Yes, it was just constant change, and and that has really been kind of the the story of the last couple of years. Uh, lots of change, lots of reinvention, um, and the book you know touches on some of that and how how having um, endurance sports or a creative outlet or a physical outlet can help you deal with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that that is a message that's really relevant right now is that uh, going outside, connecting with the outdoors. Uh, finding finding stillness, finding a way to be in nature and uh, be in touch with your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions. And so those are kind of uh, some of the things that the book does speak to that became even more relevant during during the times that we're living in now. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to read it. Every I know, time so I talk excited. to you and I get just like a little <laughs> chunk more uh, in my head about what it's going to be, I just cannot wait to read it. Yay! And I love that it's coming out um, tentatively right around fall. So it's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. To, like get a blanket, light a candle, yes. have your coffee. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yay. Yes, for sure. Nice cozy fall weather. Yes. And it's always fun to to kind of have have go out be outside a little bit more than in the summer when it's blazing hot. But we do we do go outside every day <laughs> with yes. the children. That is one of the things that we try to try to make time for. So for is sure. that how you integrate adventure into your kids life? I mean, what are kind of guidelines or guardrails around around that? Absolutely. Like right now, one of the things that we do is we try to do uh, stuff that's appropriate for the children's age. So um, Parker and I, my husband, really love to go to Colorado every summer and climb 14ers. Mm-hmm. Well, we have really young kids. And so that's that's just not appropriate right now unless we, you know, unless we have somebody watching the children and we wanted to do more of a, a family trip. And so we pick a, a adventures that are appropriate for the kids. Um, so we took the kids hiking. Uh, we weren't 
gone for eight hours in the mountains uh, with survivalist gear. We were doing manageable family activities. Uh, we took the bike stroller and biked around town and, and walked and that kind of thing. So we come up with adventures that are appropriate for the stage that our kids are in and that we're in. Uh, we're not making the children bike themselves. We're towing them in the bike trailer, that kind of thing. Um, and, and we really start by just being outside every day. We, we have a Siberian Husky. And so he kind of got us, you know, kind of insists upon his daily walks. So we at least do a walk and then, uh, you know, just getting that fresh air. We like to go outside in the morning before school and before our routine hits and kind of um, have, have the kids milk outside. So that's kind of one of the things that I think uh, adults or people of any age is, is going outside and having that, that coffee or having breakfast outside. And it takes a little bit more time, but not a lot, um, you know, walking after work. Uh, when, when I was working all the time in an office, I started walking at my lunch hour because I didn't really have time. Like I was training in the morning and training in the evening. And so over lunch, it would be kind of my like, just, just be out, just walk around the work neighborhood and then kind of explore and get to know that. So just simple things that don't have to be, you know, crazy adventures. Like we could, we can do that at a different time or done that, or we're working towards that, or we'll set aside adult trips, but, but we're not like dragging our kids on crazy things. So finding what's appropriate at, yeah. at the right time. I think we kind of miss that now. Like I used to walk at lunch when I was working in an yeah. office job, all the several ladies, we yeah. would all go walk. Um, and now I kind of miss some of that, you know, I, yeah. I'm glad I don't yeah. sit at a desk all day, but I also miss having that like time to go do that with them. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, and I love how, I mean, just going outside for breakfast, like that's something yeah. so simple. Anyone can do. It doesn't matter if your kids are young or middle school. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what age they are. I love just getting outside first thing in the day, especially in Kansas when it's like, yes. it, it is too hot at some point, sometimes. So yes, I was going yeah. to ask you, that's not one of the questions, but kind of where, for a Kansas girl, where... Where did that like passion for nature come from? Because it's really hard here to get. It's like you can only hike in Kansas like in the fall and in the spring. Can't do a lot in the summer. Like how do you, I guess, how did you get into the outdoors? And what are some of your suggestions or what do you like to do in Kansas? I know you mentioned Colorado, but being in Kansas, what are some, I guess, outdoor things that you like to do? That's a good question. That That is a good question because until you've kind of lived through it, um, when we were training to go to Colorado, we wanted to take the children hiking. And there were some some weeks in July where we couldn't go in the afternoon. It was way too hot. Um, and so you do have to kind of have that safety in mind. Um, so one of the things that I've always done is I've always gotten up early. Uh, in the summer months uh, so that you can get up and get out. And it's usually not too terrible. Um, And by early, I've even gotten up at like 1 a.m. when I was training for 100 mile runs uh, to beat the heat. So that's a really extreme example of, of, okay, how do you reach your goals in Kansas if you have these really big, crazy goals and you want to run 100 miles and you need to run for eight or nine hours at a time and you're not going to be able to do that in the heat of the day and on 100 degree days. Um, sustainably, you could do you know a little bit in a race or something. Um, so getting up early and kind of beating the heat and getting that training in. Um, but also we have some really great water resources. 
So that's kind of one of my secrets is finding the water. Um, The rivers um, are really great natural resources. We've got a lot of lakes around Kansas too. I mean, in Wichita, we have Cheney and El Dorado. And I've actually swam across each of those lakes, um, done kind of like an open water distance swim, um, just to kind of say, hey, I'm from Kansas. I live in Wichita. These are my lakes. I'm going to, not that you can really claim nature, but like, I'm going to say, hey, I was here. I did this. This is mine. Um, This is where I belong. Um, So just finding the water, getting up early, Um, evenings too. Evenings, you know, there there will be, you know, a chance to kind of like, like um, I used to do this growing up. Um, It's probably actually illegal, but um, (laughs) running on a golf course um, and like running through the sprinklers. um, I did that as a kid. And and that's the kind of thing you could maybe recreate that in a way that, you know, is allowable now if you're, you know, if you don't want to get caught doing something, but, you know, kind of pushing the envelope a little bit on some ideas and some thinking is is always okay a little bit yeah we've heard a lot about santa fe lake that's not that far yeah yeah we've hiked santa fe yeah yeah and then i've been wanting to go with my friends been wanting to go they have two little boys and they like to go to elk city outside of independence Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. a couple hour drive and we were gonna go like all spring it just kept raining Mm -hmm. every weekend we could go so we're trying to go we have a couple weekends like that we're open in the fall that we're trying to like it just it can't rain so because when it gets really rainy there there's just the ticks are already bad that's a that's a cancer yeah they are bad there yeah and it it does get muddy so take take we went there last spring um so definitely take some shoes you don't mind getting muddy yeah and that's also that's also the thing you know be prepared to get wet be prepared to get muddy like you're not gonna like if you want to be outdoors you, you cannot expect to be clean if you want to be comfortable and have fun just be prepared to get messy yeah mm-hmm. that's so good you I mean do you have a resource it would be interesting to have a resource created from you of like adventure life in Wichita well, Kansas her next surrounding book. area <laughs> I know yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have a lot of those ideas um, that are kind of going to be in the book and and maybe subsequent books as well. So just creating the like uh, creating your own adventure is what we kind of like to do yeah. um, as well. And so we take okay, what is the weather this weekend? Oh, like what can we do? What can we get out and do? And kind of are we going to swim? Are we going to bike? Are we going to scooter? Are we going to hike? Are we going to rollerblade? Where we rollerblade with the stroller? Strollerblade. Um, Never knew that was a thing. Strollerblade. <laughs> Rollerblade. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't invent it, but I, I have uh, I haven't talked about it a lot. That's so cool. It's fun. It's just fun to go do. Yeah. Okay, so I have another kind of off-the-cuff question. How do you, like, protect your schedule or put guardrails in so you can spend time just looking at the weekend and figuring out what to do? I mean, we have just so much going on with multiple careers in a family and kids and maybe a kid might be in in an activity how do you in the maybe you have church or friend time so how do you as a family guard your schedule so that you can do an adventure like do you plan every Saturday's adventure day or what do you do a little bit. I mean, it does just take a lot of planning. And luckily, I mean, I know you're a big planner, Audra, and like that, you know, that's one of the big things we have in common is just is just saying what what are your goals for the month? What are your goals for the summer? And then scheduling that in, but also having the flexibility if, if a family event or a friend event comes up. 
Um, but I think it kind of comes down to setting, setting a goal. And I try to do that at the beginning of each week. Okay. What do I want to accomplish this week? All right. That's not all going to fit. Let's, let's schedule. Okay. We don't actually have time for two more weekends, but that's a goal. So we're going to write it down mm-hmm. and we're going to do what we can to make that happen. You know, trying to swim, you know, taking the kids to the swimming pool at least a couple times a week in the summer to build water confidence, water safety, work on the swimming lesson skills. Like that was a goal. So even if I'm like, eh, I don't really want to do this. It's a lot of work, but I, I, it's important because I, I have a goal for my children to be really comfortable in the water. And so I'm going to say, okay, maybe we don't work on the house projects this weekend. We're going to go work on this and we'll just do this house projects in the fall or never. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's be real. Never, never. <laughs> so have you always been into, I know this is, um, yeah, moving along. Um, because I know we run out of time quickly with so much we could talk about. Um, have you always been into like how did you get into adventure sports? Have you just always been like super athletic and just and always been a runner? Or how did you where did you first start this and how did you grow a passion for it? I, I have kind of always been into it. At, as a child, my parents were always wanting me to play outside and we kind of roamed the neighborhood and climbed trees and hopped fences and ran around. And that was just kind of part of it. Um, so when I remember my childhood, I remember kind of that freedom and being outside. And so I try to recreate that as an adult um, because that's kind of what we're all looking for, um, that curiosity and uh, that creation and like entertaining yourself and coming up with things like it's not feasible to travel to California or the ocean or Colorado every weekend. So let's like use that creativity to come up with a swim run route in Wichita. We'll run you know, to the big ditch and connect all these lakes and, and let's come up with a route that, you know, we might have to run through the river and cross the river, but using that, that energy and that spirit that we had as children. Um, and so I, I grew up like that. And then I, I did run and swim competitively. And as a child, I did a lot of uh, triathlons all over the United States competing in a series of uh, triathlons for kids. And I just, I just kept doing that. Uh, I just kept building on and adding new sports. And after triathlons, I got into adventure racing. And after adventure racing, I got into running marathons and that turned into ultra runs and stage racing and mountaineering and distance swimming. So going back to that water love and that, you know, swimming as a kid, um, once I kind of done the triathlon swimming, that, that I, I realized there's more that I could do. And so I got into uh, 5Ks and 10K distance swimming and open water. Um, and, and again, that's really fun because that gets you outside, that gets you exploring. You're not just, you know, swimming laps in the pool, which is great. It's great, good, good training. But like there's there's more to it than just training inside in a pool or in a gym. There's a whole wide world out there. And I think if we can kind of remember the spirit of our childhoods, uh, that can help people look for look for the adventure. Mm. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yes, I love it. So, what did the <laughs> writing process look like? You kind of switching to the book. What did what did that look like? Well, I had I'd always wanted to write a book. I, I just had no idea what the book would be about. Um, and and a lot of people that knew me were like, Jennifer, you've gone all over and and you've swam and you've climbed mountains and you've done all kinds of crazy races and doing ultra runs on on all these different in different countries and Iceland, the Canary Islands, like you need to write about that. 
And I, I wanted to, but I also wanted to add something that uh, would be what's in it for the reader. So it's not just stories about me and what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wrote a self-help memoir. So the memoir part speaks to the journey and the travel and the stories, but the self-help is kind of some of the principles we've talked about today. Okay, how can you be, you know, an average athlete? I'm not like an elite level. It's not my full-time job. I'm not winning races. I mean, I did when I was younger, but as an at this higher level, I'm not out winning. I'm just happy to complete and finish and do the really hard challenge. Um, how can you take these principles and apply them to your own life and look for that adventure around you and use your creativity and find new skills that you already have? You just have to uncover them. So it's kind of a two part uh, to the book to go far, how endurance sports help you win at life. Um, the first part talks about kind of three pillars to this life approach. And I actually, when I started writing, it, it just, I already had those. I, I just hadn't really defined them and organized them, but it was super fun because these are things that I've done my entire life. I just had to write them down and give a name and a structure to them. I didn't really invent them. They were already just kind of there hanging out. I just had to pull them down and, and describe them and write about them. And then of course, writing about the travels and the journeys um, that was really fun because I got to uh, tap into, you know, you're not just traveling um, to Africa to climb a mountain. I would like to read books about the place and listen to music and watch movies and cook food or plan to eat certain food when I would go and and tap into like the culture and the history. Um, and so that those stories tie in all of those pieces together. It's not like, oh, I just went here and I ran a really long race and it was hard and that was it. It's like, no, I discovered all this unique food to try. And then I did several other sports and recreational things while I was there. And I took a camper van across New Zealand because I've always wanted to do that and do a camper van trip. And New Zealand's a great place to do it. And at the end, after hitting all the highlights, I did this 40 mile ultra run through the forest yeah. while I was there. Oh Seriously, I know you're like, I'm just captivated. Your life is, know. is so amazing. And I've known you and been able to watch you through some of these things, but I just can't wait to um, learn more about all of those little details. I want to know when you were writing the book, did you, um, did you, uh, give yourself a deadline? Did you write for an hour a day? Like what, what did those logistics look like? Well, as a goal-oriented person, I get kind of obsessed with something. And so when I started writing, it was all I wanted to do. I wanted to just write, write, write and get it out. And I'm, I'm never the kind of person, I've never really had writer's block about anything. It's just more of like, compulsion and I just want to do it. So, but of course you can't, you know, write all day long when you're at a job and a family and you have a new baby that uh, you're taking care of too. So I just would do as much as I could in the time that I had. And, um, you know, it, it, certain writing processes, I actually wrote my book um, before I, it got published, but sometimes, and, and it just depends on what kind of book you're writing. Some people, um, you know, don't have the entire thing written before they start, but I was the kind of person I was like, well, I need to actually know like what I'm writing and what I'm saying before I can figure out like what this is. So I, I did write it. And then through that process, you know, refined things and edit do it going through the editing process. But um, it just kind of depends on what story you want to tell. And, and I was able to, you know, the story just kind of came out. So hopefully it's a story that other people want to read and can help other people too, because it's, it's, it's fun to read about the the travel stories, but I also want to give people ideas and tips on, on how, 
to use those principles from endurance sports um, in business life and family life and home life um, and and how to kind of uh, make goals, have fun, find the adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So as being a published author, like I know the book's not out into the into the hands of people in the world quite yet, but has it been different than you thought so far or how's that journey been? It's been a great journey. Um, It's been really fun connecting with more and more people in the adventure community mm-hmm. because I do have the book now and I do have a platform mm-hmm. um, where in the past, you know, I, I, endurance sports and competing was always part of my life, but it wasn't all of my life. Um, and so it's fun to just kind of connect with people. I'll, one of the things I love is that having traveled all over the world, um, having connections around the world. So Go Far is really, it's a global book. It's a global perspective. So we, we talk about a lot about Wichita because we live here, but it's about wherever you live, uh, finding the fun. I, I have a good friend in South Africa who actually wrote the foreword for the book. Mm-hmm. She's been taking some of the principles and exploring the areas and the rivers that she lives. Um, and so, and I've had reviewers from Australia and the UK. And so that's really fun um, to have this kind of global community of people who want to go out, they want to push themselves, they want to compete, uh, but they also just want to discover and and find, find new places and new things to do and new things to try. So that is one of the the hidden benefits that I didn't see coming. um, And that's been really fun in the process. Um, How many books do you read a year? Like you have to be an avid reader if you write a book, right? Don't you think? Mm -hmm. If you want to. For sure. Yeah. They always, they always say to be a good writer, you have to be a a good reader. Uh Um, So I Right. Like I had a friend um, and she, she told me one year she was reading like 52 books a year. Wow. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I was reading about 20 at the time. I was like, how can I do that? That's amazing because that's like one a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do keep track of the books I read just because I, I always have like pre-internet as a kid. I had little book journals and I, I wish I could find them. I know they're in my parents' <laughs> house somewhere. Um, I just need to find them because, you know, it's I just have always liked to track that kind of thing. So um, once I heard that she was doing that and I was like, OK, Jennifer, you got to find a way. You got to find a way to do this. And so a couple of years there, I did read, you know, around 50, I think one year I got up to 56, but the way that I did that is that I stopped watching all my junk TV. Um, and, and I love stories and, and I love like that full cultural element. So I'm never going to tell people not to watch TV because I think TV is really great. And like right now, like our, our daughter is two. And so she is watching a little bit of TV because it it is helping. Like we're not watching just nothing. We're watching Moana right now. We're talking about the South Pacific and we're looking at it on a map and we're talking about islands and boating and canoeing and, and that kind of thing. And so we try to have that approach, um, so yes, I, uh, the only way that I could suggest to read more is to watch less TV, but, but still like have that balance. So this year I have a goal to read 12 books because it's an insane year and I have two young children and I am focused more on, on writing things rather than reading. Um, but I am trying to read a lot of books of people that I am working with internationally on, on book stuff. And so that's, I'm reading more nonfiction this year. Um, but I, I, you know, 12 12 books for 12 months in a year. I felt like that was like a, a low goal that I could could make. Um, but I'm going to have to step up my game <laughs> if I'm going to so do, do that. Do you but. read them all or do you listen to some audiobooks? 
Um, I haven't really been doing audiobooks because once the pandemic started, I wasn't in my car very much. And, and I, I use a lot of my driving time to like think and process. Um, but I do throw in an audiobook every now and then. I, I kind of like to have that more as like a fun audio, you know, a fun mm-hmm. book that I don't have to listen to every single word where like, I also try to mix like nonfiction fiction and then like the classics. So uh, last year I read Great Expectations and I really wanted, by Charles Dickens, I really wanted to read it because I wanted to read the classical text and see the words and like feel it and absorb it. Um, but I also like, I listened to Middlemarch, which is another classic, like 800 pages. Like I just, I didn't, just didn't care about it enough to like read it. Like I wanted to like experience it and it was a good audio book. So I just kind of like try to balance it, but I don't do a ton of audio, but I'll throw a couple in every now and then. Um, same with Kindle. I mean, paperback or hardback or Kindle. I mean, just whatever works. Like I just have like one of each on all platforms. So wherever I am at any time, if I have a minute to read, like I can read. And I also use it as like an escape. Mm-hmm. You know, like entertainment and escape um, from from the scheduling and the planning and the prepping and the achieving and the training, you know, it's just, and that's what TV can yeah. do as well, too, is escaping through a story yeah. in whatever medium that works. And, and you know, we're, we're humans, we're storytellers and, and we learn. So I think that's a, an important yeah. component for for your balance. Yeah, I don't do a lot of audiobooks, but I know. I do a lot like when I'm picking up around the weekend or if I'm going on a walk I like to listen to podcasts and audiobooks when I'm running Um, do you ever listen in your training do you ever plug into my husband does and he was actually saying like some of the ways he's getting motivated to go out is that he doesn't have time he's a huge reader a huge like um, information. Uh, he's very studious and, and Stacy knows Parker. We know each other yeah. from yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he is really enjoying um, listening to podcasts while he's out training. Um, and I, I do po- more podcasts when I'm driving just because like when I am outside, I just like, I just like need to disconnect. Like I try to have that. So it, but I think it's just, you know, whatever your mood is for the day and yeah. uh, you know, whatever you feel like you need, sometimes you need information. Sometimes you need an escape. Sometimes yeah. you need silence. Like it depends depends on on the balance of your day or your week or your hour yeah I get motivated a lot too if I like to go run like okay I can listen to this podcast I just always do music I've never even thought about listening to a podcast while I'm running which I think you will run faster (laughs) one of my friends was telling me she runs she tracked her pace and she runs faster when she does listen to music yeah but if that's not your goal if you're just out for run for exercise yeah oh yeah me too. Yeah, it is interesting to see how a different different forms of media affect. Because yeah. I always feel more motivated with the music yeah. on. So. Yeah, and me yeah. too. Like if I'm really like okay, I like if I don't have music, like if it stops working, I have like a, a bit of a meltdown. Yeah. Sometimes my husband can just run with that. Of course, we're not going much more than you know, like a few miles. But he can run with nothing. Mm-hmm. And he just likes to clear his mind, and I'm like, nope. Yeah, I, I have to I, have something. <laughs> I want to be like that. And yeah. maybe I will try a little bit of like, yeah. okay, I'm going to go out on this 20 minute. Just clear your mind. Have to have some quiet. With nothing. Yeah. yeah. Because that would be or, nice. Or too. do half and half. So you start your run with like, okay, I'm going to have 20 minutes yeah. of just brain dump, you know, quiet, listen to the birds, look around me. And then, okay, I made it 20 minutes. This is getting hard now. Bam. Let's put something in and yeah. make it through the rest. Cool. We might have to ask the listeners, you guys share with us how you how you run or how you um, work out. I guess, you know, a lot of people go to the gym or yeah. whatever you do if you use music. Because I definitely always have to have something. something. So it would be fun to try something new. So in in kind of closing, as a ceiling breaker, you know, we definitely think you're a ceiling breaker in <laughs> Wichita. Um, share about how you're helping break the ceiling for Wichita women in particular. 
Well, a lot of times I get this, like, well, you don't look like an, you know, an endurance athlete, you kind of look normal. Um, (laughs) So especially for women, like, you're not like Serena Williams, like, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, she definitely plays something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So you can, you can, um, don't be afraid to get dirty. Don't be afraid to go out and get messy, but also like just be you and you can achieve hard things. You can do hard things. Um, if you have that big marathon on your goal list that you want to train for, go for it mm-hmm. by go far, how endurance sports help you in it life, because you'll have really fun training ideas mm-hmm. from the book and really fun yeah. inspirational stories and hope to have an audio book too. Um, yeah. I've gotten a lot of requests for that, for people that do want to have something motivational to listen to while they're out training. Um, so yes, fingers crossed that that will happen. Um, but yeah, I just want to tell women that you can achieve things and, um, it, it, it's not easy to, 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 to do it all. And you don't have to do it all at the same time, but definitely take time for yourself to work on your, your hobbies and your goals outside of your family and your career, because that's, what's going to give you, uh, the strength and the power and the energy to continue on and, and be your best self for your family and for, for your job and your colleagues as well. And that's such a flipped way to look at it. Um, I mean, I think so many working parents are like, we have our family and our work and we don't, can't fit anything else in, but to think about, you know, that outside time that you're dedicating to your hobby and yourself is going to fuel the other two. I love Mm -hmm. just kind of flipping that script. And it might not be very much. Some days it might be 10 minutes. Some days it might be 20 minutes. Maybe you can carve out an hour, maybe longer on the weekends. Um, but it doesn't have to be a 100% all the time. Just do what you can in the time that you have. Mm. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. It's good advice with everything. I yeah. Because yeah. so, it's hard. It's hard to get it all done. And yeah. I've had to be, I'd have to get a lot better at saying, okay, it's just, some of that is just going to sit over there and not get done. And it's hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love, I love the example of the house projects. I mean, you, you, we cannot do it all. No. But we try sometimes, and then we knock off 10% of everything we want to do instead of just saying, you know what, that's just not going to get sometimes done. Sometimes we yeah. get too into checking off the to-do list. Too. I do that. You know, mm-hmm. somebody said one time, uh, I think it was at one of the women's lunch, probably business journal or something, yeah. where they were like, you know, the dishes can set in the sink for a little bit. Right. Like, and, but for me, it's like, oh, no, we got to get this done. We got to do get, all the check things. Check it all the, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Or they said, it was, it was a business journal thing, and I can't remember who it was, some great, like, woman leader that's been around a long time in our community, like, business owner, and she said, um, you know, sometimes you forget that you have laundry in the washer. Well, you just hit it again and just run it through again. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. it's not that big a deal, but we treat every little task, every little thing sometimes like it's, you have to get it done in a day. So yeah. good advice. Good advice. I'm going to ask the last question. Sounds good. <laughs> what is a part of your story that is mostly untold? So something we don't see from social media, or maybe we won't even read in your book. I don't want to give too much of that away. We're trying to normalize challenges that all women face. So tell us something that maybe we don't know. I think that the secret is that it is actually all a lot of work. Um, even, even pursuing, I I've always wanted to be an author. I've always wanted to write a book and I am absolutely in the thick of it and it's hard and it's stressful and it's a lot of work. And I have to kind of step back and say, wait, this is what you wanted to do. This is what you chose to do and you're doing it. Um, and so that goes with, you know, whatever dream or goal that you have, professional life, personal life, anything like it's still work. Um, and so that's why that balance is so important to find. And I know that that word is big right now and that, and it is kind of elusive to find it. 
Um, but, you know, making sure that you have that mental, emotional, uh, physical and spiritual sides of, of your life kind of attuned to and, and working on. But yeah, my, the secret is that, yeah, it's not always pretty. Uh, there's a there are blood, sweat and tears and that is in the book. Um, but, but yeah, don't don't be afraid of doing the work because I don't think you can get up, get away from the work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. I mean, because so many people will see where you are now and say, oh, my gosh, you're a published author. You've done all these things. You know, how does it feel? Does it just feel amazing? But also I can I I know because I'm in it with the thread too it's like Mm -hmm. it does and it's also a lot of work so it's just so important on the journey as you're building a business or writing a book or pursuing whatever dream you have just to enjoy the journey because when you get there yeah it's not like you know things are just easy yeah it's not like exactly and yeah yeah you can never just there's no there's always something yeah yeah you're like if I could just get this done or we're gonna start this once I'm bad about doing that well we're gonna eat better after this trip or we're gonna start working out more when we do this you know there's always something yeah Yeah. so enjoying enjoying the the journey Mm -hmm. I like that I love that. Well, yeah, as small business owners, I mean, you both probably feel that of like, you're here, you made it, but like, you still always have, you know, that, that more to do and kind of, I'm sure it's hard to walk, to walk away Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day. You guys have good advice on all of that. Yeah. Well, it's hard. Like you said, it's the hard, the hard stuff is there. Like that is the secret that life is that pursuing our dreams and pursuing what we want to have in life, whether that be raising children who love the outdoors or writing a book I mean the, the hard work is is part of it can't escape it yeah right. I love that well thank you so much for joining yeah, us Jennifer this you. has just been we're so excited thank to read you. your book you mm-hmm. the name of the book again go far that's all go I far how endurance sports help you win at life do you want me to to do the the giveaway yep. item yep we okay. do have a giveaway we're we super excited giveaway. we're gonna post about this and give you guys more information so um, it's a go far buff yeah which those were super popular in colorado we use them to snowboard yeah. on our face you can use them for yes. your, hair. your hair what else do you use them for um i use mine a lot um like in the winter um when i'm running outside as like a net gator it's really warming um and you can use them like on your wrist as like a sweat band um they're just really fun to have if you're doing any kind of outdoor activity um we've used it to you know mess with the dog or like if the kids have some kind of spill or need some sort of weird like last minute you need a ponytail like yeah. it's just good to have like another piece of like athletic clothing that you can throw in your gear bag um if you are you know in the cold like you know piece of part of your like five layer uh layering system when you are in the mountains and need it so it, it just has a so the gofar logo on it and um uh, we'll be giving one of those away uh for listeners and uh just kind of ties into the book and it's something you can actually use when you're outside finding adventure yeah yeah that's awesome so we will share um how to um enter the contest for that and we'll share all that on social media so make sure you're following us at Ceiling Breakers ICT, and um, then we'll also make sure that we post when the when the book is available later this month. Yep. And be sure to um, follow us, rate, review, share. Uh, definitely share your biggest takeaway, everyone. Especially from this, this is a great yeah. episode. Make sure to tag us and let us know. Let us know how you how you read and all the things that we've talked about. And um, maybe Jennifer, where can listeners yeah. find you if they want to yeah. plug into you on social and just follow your journeys? 
Sure. My website is Jennifer Strong McCon, M-C-C-O-N dot com. Um, and then I'm doing a lot of book stuff on Instagram, but I, I'm on all the platforms. So the website is kind of the hub for that. And and I want to ask Stacey and Audra, like, how many books do you read? Do you have like a goal that you yeah. want to read each year? Yeah. I, I this year, I've always tried to read 24 books. I've never gotten there. The highest I've gotten is 18. So I actually loved how you kind of looked at your year and you're like, this is a crazy year. If I do 12, that's great. I want to write and create more than I consume. So I, I really appreciate that. But I'm on track. I think I'm maybe one book behind for 24 this year. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. I've wow. never kept track. Really? Yeah. I usually it's I usually amazing. read about one to two books a month. Definitely yeah. more. In the summer, I do more fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can read a lot more in the summer. Um, and I read, if I, I do a lot of library books, so then you have to, like, because you have to turn things back. Yeah. So I read, you know, can read a lot more. Yeah. That's so I, I bet you at least 12. But I need to start. I know you were saying that you hadn't kept track. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I guess I need well, to start. Well, you're such a planner. Track. I'm surprised you don't yeah. keep track. No, I guess not. No one's well. ever asked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks Until the, now. <laughs> thank you for the good conversation. There's yes. so many takeaways. I can't wait to just absorb and get your book as soon as my pre-ordered copy comes in. So exciting. Awesome. We definitely want. Awesome. I know I need to get a, I need to order a copy and we want it signed for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely yes, going to be sure. knocking for on sure. your door for a second. <laughs> for sure. All right, everyone. We'll have a great week and we will see you later. Bye.